It's time. Play together, win together. To talk candidly. Lose together, stay together. Are you ready? We over me. Live from Arlington, Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs, babies, and great big Bengal tigers, welcome to Candidly, a Blackstone Federal podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Elder, and with me as always on the ones and twos, making us sound good and more importantly, look good, Nick Hansen. Hey folks, I just want to let you know we are live on YouTube. Check out our channel, Blackstone Federal. We've also uh, made our way into some audio aggregators out there, Stitcher, Spotify, and hopefully by the time you're listening to this, iTunes. And also folks, I want to say, reach out to us on Twitter if you've got a question. Uh, it's at PTG Federal, hashtag podcast. Let us know if you love the, love the podcast or you hate it. Send us a question. We will debate it. Today, we've got a very special guest, the Tom Brady of team building. That's the GOAT for all of you people out there. And if you're acronym challenged, that's the greatest of all time. Sharissa Alana, welcome. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> that's too kind. So today we uh, we brought you on, Sharice, to talk about team building, something that I know personally uh, you are very, very uh, skilled at. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure. Um, so I'm a manager here at Blackstone, um, overseeing a couple different projects. Um, I'm also a mom to a tenacious three-year-old and uh, love to listen to uh, the corniest pop songs that there are available. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we can uh, pipe some of that in for those of you listening at home. Um, so uh, today we brought you on, Charisse, to talk about team building. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we mean by that so uh, we can kind of level set and get started here? Yeah. So I like to think of team building as building up of trust um, in a team. Um, and to kind of set the stage of what I mean and what I'm talking about, I actually um, drove past recently a high school near where I live. And uh, they have, as you would imagine, a track and field. And on this track and field, they have a shed. And on this shed, there's some messages that the I imagine the teams there at the school have painted on there. And one of the things that's painted on there is we over me. Mm -hmm. um, so literally the word we with a line and under it is the word me. And I think that is super powerful because that's what you're trying to achieve with team building is that that concept of we over me and that the larger we is is what's important and that's what you're trying to help um, in, in your efforts. Um, and then the other thing that was on this shed, and this is so amazing that this exists in Springfield, Virginia, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they have uh, play together, win together, lose together, stay together. And that's the other concept of, um, you know, when you're successful at team building, if you can instill that, it allows people to be a little bit more free um, in their thought and their approach to things and knowing that I'm going to be here together with my teammates um, during the good times, during the bad times, win or lose, like we are the thing that's going to make it happen. So um, that's how I try to view team building and what I'm kind of thinking of here in this conversation today. I mean, that's excellent. That's that's a great way to start us off. And, and honestly, that, that leads us right into our next thing in which, you know, in my mind, you know, what is the benefit? So why do we do this? You know, we, we, we talk about team building and building this cohesive unit. And, and you talked about it already, the idea of, of operating as as a unit, uh, this this idea that you can achieve more as a group than individually. Uh, tell me a little bit more about what you think the benefits of team building are. 
So the benefit of team building is I think you accelerate um, that foundation of trust amongst team members. Um, there's a lot that is asked of us in the day to day um, and, you know, deadlines and um, things that we're trying to achieve, whether it's, you know, a super challenging um, problem that we're looking to solve. And when you have trust in your teammates, um, it allows you to kind of juggle, try things out. Maybe you're taking on a whole lot. Um, and when you have trust in your teammates behind you, you know that they're going to come up and, and also help uh, with the task at hand. And so I really think it boils down to um, instilling and establishing this foundation of trust with the team. Um, I can't emphasize that enough. And I love the way that you talk about this because I know you as a leader here in Blackstone could, could easily uh, discuss this as a top-down kind of thing, but you talk about it as if you are part of the team that is talking about this we, you know, kind of mentality that, you know, your, your teammates are going to pick you up and, and all that stuff. So I think that's great. You talked about this a little bit, but I want to know, you know, as, as we talk about the idea of team building and, and we see a lot of concepts about how to do it and different kinds of team building events, how do you know it's working? You know, so if you take on the idea that you need to do team building, you know, I guess that's, that would be even a better place to start is, you know, how, how do you know when to start on that? Um, I think that there are so many different levels to team building, building so many different ways to look at it. So um, where do you start? I think you start immediately. Um, you do the things based off of the different personalities on your team, the different personality of your team. Um, and that can look like a lot of different things. You can go for walks around the block. You can go get coffee. It could mean a happy hour, or maybe it means a fantastic annual awards event. I don't know. Um, it could be any of these things uh, that you feel like can help, you know, strengthen the bond amongst the team. And, uh, you know, I love that reference, folks uh, that are listening and, and watching online. Uh, Cherie says, uh, very creative. Uh, as a part of her team, she created her own award show, her annual awards called the Cherizies. Uh, it's become quite an event here in the D.C. area. So I, I must tell you that that is definitely an effective way uh, to build uh, the team, that team mentality and, and feel that uh, across the board. Um, as a, as a leader, as a manager, somebody that is trying to impart team building upon folks that are on your team, how do you know when it's working? Um, I feel like you see that, you know, when your team becomes high performing, you're going to see it through increased throughput, um, better quality of your work product. Um, it's going to uh, show itself through these things um, and indicate that you have a team that's really gelling well and, and, you know, operating great together. That's awesome. And, and so, you know, I want to conversely come back to this and, and say, you know, how do you know when it's not working? So, you know, are, are there certain kinds of, of team building efforts that work well with some groups that don't work with others? Um, you know, is, is there, is there a way that you can be successful without this working out as well as you would like? Sure. So I think a couple of things is if you feel like, your team internally maybe needs some extra, um, uh, I don't know, oomph behind them. You know, um, one of the things that we talked about was the uh, annual Sharizi Awards that um, Pat, you're the creative director behind. I will um, take no credit whatsoever for this. <laughs> this is this is totally your brainchild. No. 
Um, but we do these awards and it includes not just the internal team, but it includes those, any contributor to the team. So external um, people who have helped, you know, progress what we're trying to do um, are included and everyone is recognized for the things that they've done um, in silly ways, but in really meaningful ways, because, you know, it's true that it takes, you know, it takes a village to do these kinds of things. And um, we try to make sure everyone's recognized um, for that. Um, the other side to it is maybe there's a specific thing that's needed. And I think team building can manifest itself not only in those types of events, but also in concentrated or focused exercises where you bring everybody together um, without the pressures of the project and the customer and the deadlines and all that kind of stuff. Um, but to think a little bit differently, think outside the box and do orchestrated, planned um, exercises to help achieve that. Um, and that's another way to build uh, trust amongst team members and kind of get everyone thinking um, you know, towards a common goal. That's great. I mean, I, I think that that's one of the things I see constantly in research in this topic uh, is the idea of building trust within the team. And, and, and additionally, the recognition piece, I think that's something that you also brought up there. What other things do you think are important in general when you're when you're talking about the concept of team building? What are the things that a team member or a team in general might be looking for from an event or, or a concept or even an, an initiative? Sure. I mean, you want to look at, you know, what what's the purpose? Why are we all here today? We all come from different backgrounds and busy lives. And you want to make sure that you're appealing again to the, the personality of that team. Um, so the team building activities might not always manifest themselves in the same way. Um, and it's kind of knowing and understanding that and coming up with a frequency that works. You want to do these things regular enough that you are, um, you know, maintaining and continuing to foster the relationship relationships among team members as new folks come in and, and folks might leave. Um, and that's normal, but you also don't want to inundate people with the same kind of thing all the time because then they may not come and that would be counterproductive to what you're trying to ultimately do. Do you have a cadence that you use to try to change things up? Um, is this something that you just have to get a feel for your, your team? Uh, you know, is this something where you try to say every three months, every six months, you know, when we get a new staff member, what, what are the things that you're looking for that indicate, hey, I might need to change this up? Um, I mean, personally, I try to do things about once a month, um, whether that be a lunch or something so that I can connect with my team um, and allow team members to connect with one another. Um, I try to pull in, you know, it is hard to right when people are remote um, participants on the team. Um, so how do you loop them in? And um, but I do try to strive for once a month of doing some kind of activity, um, activity that includes, you know, everyone on the team um, to keep that going. Yeah, it's great. And it's a great point to bring up the remote thing, which, uh, you know, also made me think, you know, since we since we work in a mixed space where we have multiple different kinds of contractors, they may not just be Blackstone or, you know, folks that are under our direct contract, but we may also have federal employees or contractors that are from other companies. How do you uh, try to foster that team atmosphere uh, with folks that may not necessarily um, work with you directly? Um, sure. So, you know, people who don't support maybe the team on the day to day, but we definitely interact and interface with them. Um, you know, sometimes the team building can be scaled to um, just certain individuals, right? So 
on the team. So I might have one-on-one conversations with folks um, just to try and kind of get a feel for where they're at, where they're coming from, um, so that we can help understand each other and understand each other's point of views so that um, I can help guide the team. One of the things that I, that I often think about is, you, you know, I've been a part of a team with you that was very close, that it had, you know, a really tight-knit feel to it because of the kind of team building that you did. Do you feel like there's a maturity model to team building in that, um, there are things that you do when a team is new that maybe doesn't have a close knit relationship inside of itself versus one that's been together for a long time and, and is really close. Absolutely. I think for, you know, newer teams, you know, perhaps some of those more guided exercises, getting the team together, let's think through some stuff and encourage everyone to, you know, Uh, present their thoughts and ideas, I think is super uh, impactful when you talk about team building, because that allows people to feel like they have a safe place to say those types of things and give them the opportunity and the forum to do so. Um, And as you continue to build on that, then you can introduce, you know, an keeping in mind all of these things should have some aspect of fun, Mm -hmm. right? The team building thing is fun. It should be enjoyable. It's not something that we want to feel obligated to attend or go to. Um, We should all want to participate in them because it allows us to get to know um, the people who we're working, you know, shoulder shoulder to shoulder with a lot better. As a leader, um, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of personalities and trying to figure out the appropriate kind of, of team building event. Uh, how much of that has to be done uh, in groundwork for you? So getting to know the people individually to try to pick the right things for that group. Um, I mean, I think that it, there's some, you know, level of understanding, getting to know the individual members of a team. But I think it really just boils down to, you know, what's also needed on the project, you know, what's observed from a project standpoint, and how can you turn that into a fun thing for the team to do to help solve that problem. Um, Again, removing them from maybe it's the confines of the office and going outside and going for a walk to have that conversation, or maybe it's taking the team out for coffee or, you know, whatever that ends up looking like, what makes the most sense. Um, I think that it's just really a matter of kind of removing folks from the day-to-day pressures that they might be experiencing um, and getting them to a point where they can be comfortable and kind of open with one another. Is this thing on? All right. Hey, everybody. It's Nick, the producer here. I kicked Patrick out. I kicked Sharice out. I said, hey, I've got this. All right. It's time for your Blackstone Federal October Hot Jobs promo. I'm going to go down the list of what jobs and what opportunities are currently available at Blackstone Federal. Right now, the openings we've got, we're looking for Linux engineers. We're looking for business analysts. We're looking for DevOps and DevSecOps developers. If you're any of those, You can go to blackstonefederal.com, go to the careers page, and you can apply for those positions directly through our website. So let's take a dive into the hot skill sets we're looking for. We're looking for folks familiar with the Atlassian suite. We're talking Jira, we're talking Confluence, front end, back end, functional, any experience around these tools. We're also looking for cloud engineers with AWS and Azure engineering experience. If you're a customer facing analytical problem solver, with a solutions-oriented, glass-half-full, not half-empty, glass-half-full approach 
to the way you do work. We're looking to talk to you. You can go to the careers page, but if you don't see a position listed that you're a good fit for, send us a note anyways. Get in our pipeline. We have a bunch of opportunities coming down the line for Q4 2019 and rolling into 2020. We're a growing operation. It's the best job I've ever had. Great place to work. Great people. Smart people. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to do a lot. Back to you, Patrick. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and that's something I want to kind of pull the thread on, because I do think that as, as we've talked about this idea of trusting one another as a team, uh, having open conversations about things that you may or may not be unhappy or happy with, you know, so, like I just I don't like the way that this is going or, you know, it, it could be internally within the team or externally, but just having that sounding board. Uh, you know, I feel like that's a certain level of maturity as far as team building goes, because you have that trust. Um when you're when you're starting out and you may be dealing with a team that doesn't have a great bit of chemistry going on, what are the things that you're looking to do to bring them on? Is it a one by one thing? Do you do it all together? You know, how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a combination, and I think um, again, kind of going back to what you think the project like ultimately might need. One of the teams that I'm on right now, um, a lot of resources were changing. So people on the team were new. Um, some like longstanding folks on the team had left. And so how do we now bring this new team? And I'm saying that in quotes because people, you know, might not really identify with calling this particular group of people a team, um, but essentially we are. And so a lot of our early interactions were like literally getting together in a room. Um, I'm going to order some food for us and we're going to talk about very candidly, what are you experiencing, you know, and kind of bring it back to the basics. What's working well, what's not working well, um, what do you like and not like. And I think kind of starting from a really ground zero standpoint is a great way to do that, especially with a new team um, that allows them to be like, wow, you know what, there's a place here where I'm heard. Um, and then the next thing that you have to do is put some of these things in action. I mean, in any team building event, yeah, you want to build up uh, the trust of the team. You want to instill that, but you also want to take what you're hearing and apply that um, to improve things because that's the whole point of it. Um, that's why you want to build, you know, trust so people are open and share. Um, but then you got to do something with that information. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, taking action from the uh, from the comments that you get as a leader or as a team in general, I think is is really huge as, as far as building that trust. Uh, I also appreciate the name drop for candidly within that list <laughs> part there. Hashtag I podcast. Hope, I hope we call that out. Right? <laughs> At PTG Federal. Hashtag podcast. As we continue to go down, go down this path, I want to also try to think about, uh, you know, some folks out there that may have some challenges with doing team building efforts, trying to make their team a cohesive unit you know there there are a lot of different kinds of personalities out there it's not always a perfect fit what are some common challenges that you've encountered in your career uh, as it relates to team building um sure i mean again so that's where you come to you know use different types of platforms for team building it does it's not always one prescriptive um set of things to do. It's a mix and match, um, depending on, again, the personality of your team. So I think that, um, 
you know, when you have especially difficult personalities, perhaps they're not great in that larger, you know, team setting or don't feel the most comfortable. Um, And so that's when you might do a one-on-one thing with them. And maybe it's a matter of just walking around the block and, you know, taking a breather or going out for coffee, or it's, you know, a quick um, chat, you know, at the end of the day or whatever it may be. Um, with that individual or, you know, subset of individuals. Um, Again, it's just what's in their comfort level um, and making sure that they, you know, um, uh, have a relationship with at least, you know, some of the folks that they're interacting with on a day-to-day. So you mentioned, you know, the the idea of of having team-building events that everybody wants to participate in. They're not obligated to do so. Um, When you see members of the team that are not participating – are you taking the action to then go have the one-on-one to try to do some relationship building? Are you, you know, farming it out to them to figure out what it is that they might like to do if it's just a particular activity that didn't jive with them or is it, I don't like these people, period. (laughs) I think it's both. It's a conversation. So um, definitely reach out to someone one-on-one if you feel like they're not participating in the team building events Um, and, you know, talk to them, just kind of see what, try and learn what motivates them. And if they have some ideas of something they'd be interested in doing, then, you know, entertain that and consider it um, as an an event or activity for the team as well. Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to do this and uh, I think you brought some good stuff for us so far. Um, So I I also want to talk about, you know, we we talked about the benefits of this and it, it seems like it's something that you notice, but how could you quantify that? You know, we know that it's important but we don't know how to measure it. And it's one of those things that we see, uh, you know, companies and groups spend certainly time and resources trying to do different kinds of team building activities to make this cohesive unit come together. How do you quantify that? Is, is there a way to measure it? Um, I mean, I think you could. I think if you were to take a look at, again, kind of going back to those key indicators of throughput and, you know, quality of work products, Um, If you can kind of take a measure of those things before you start really making a concerted effort towards team building and then looking at where those things are at afterwards, you could perhaps quantify it. Um, But I think the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you'll see um, through the the work that you as a team are creating, um, you know, whether or not it's working. Is it one of those things that um, it's it's a chips when the chips are down? kind of situation, you know, if we have to stay late to finish this deployment, you know, do you think that the team that is uh, cohesive and had good solid team building is more likely to do that than the one that doesn't? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, if a team is putting forth that kind of effort to make sure that something crosses the finish line, um, I think that should absolutely be supported, not only during, like, not only afterwards and rewarded for their efforts, but also during um, when the team is is doing that and, you know, perhaps burning the midnight oil, um, you know, order them some food in or, you know, do something to help that team, uh, uh, you know, continue to do the good work that they're doing. Yeah. And I think that just continues to bring home the idea of trust and recognition. I mean, that seems to be the core of of the stuff that you're talking about. It's, you know, that communication, trust and recognition really seems to be the blueprint for this overall. Uh, you know, from that perspective, can you tell me a little bit about how you think, uh, you can scale team building? So, 
Uh, I know in our space, we end up working on very small teams because of, you know, the way that our client likes to do agile methodology. Uh, if you have to scale that up, if you're doing team building amongst teams or perhaps, you know, within a corporation, so within Blackstone, you know, we do a lot of things to try to make sure that there's a, there's a cohesive unit or some chemistry across all these teams that may not work together all that frequently. How does that scale in your mind? Like what, what are the things that are different for a large versus a small? So I think actually Blackstone does a really good job um, when we do come together for like once a year, we have a company all hands. And when we come together for that, um, often we might do something um, that involves everybody, like some activity. And there's a ton of people here. Um, you know, we've got um, I don't know exactly how many people, but I imagine it's like upwards of 50 Um that actually are physically present um, for the all hands event. And when we do that, we had this really great exercise once where we were recognizing people and tossing a ball around and whoever caught the ball was, um, I think, giving some kind of kudos to um, anyone else in the circle. Um, and I thought that was really awesome and super powerful to see. And it's simple and it's like, seems like a child's game because you're tossing a ball around, but it really, I think, meant a lot and was, um, um, super powerful in how it recognized folks uh, inside and outside of your team and across the company um, for all the efforts that they do. And so I think when considering team building activities, it can be as complex or simple as you want it to be. Um, and you can scale that to the number of folks that you're trying to hit. And um, so it might not be an intimate coffee outing. It could be, uh, you know, big circle, throw the ball kind of thing, or it could be, um, you know, maybe we're doing some kind of remote virtual session and we've got people on the phone and using something like an Adobe connect or something to, you know, kind of bring, um, ideas, uh, that can be easily shared across the group. So, and, you know, in some ways, and I don't know if this is necessarily a correlation, but something that I picked up in, in what you've been saying is that, that, that day-to-day -day team that spends a lot of time together, you know, do you feel like they need team building type of exercises more often uh, than one that doesn't see one itself as often in the larger group? Um, do you think that's not necessarily? Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, I think that um, it's it's important to get people to just step outside of, again, like that you know, high pressure, high stress, high anxiety, kind of, you know, um, what we can often get caught in that, um, uh, you know, wheel uh, on the project side. And so kind of coming out of that and bringing the team out of that as often as is necessary so that they remain refreshed and engaged with one another. Um, I, that That's where I think, you know, it's just kind of you got to feel it and and know what the team needs, what the project needs. Do you think it's just as important uh, as getting away from the day-to-day, -day, um, or maybe that's part and parcel to it, to build that trust and, and communication recognition kind of model? It's it's, it's getting away from the day-to-day? -day? Absolutely, because I think we can get stuck in the grind of things, and um, it's it's so necessary to come out of that and kind of learn about one another um, outside of, of that capacity. Um, we all have, you know, outside interests and talents. And um, I think learning more about that and uh, one another, that's what helps build that that foundation of trust. It's just, you know, that, you know what, these are these are people, too. <laughs> and they do more than just that day to day. So 
Well, that's awesome. Well, Sharice, I want to thank you for taking us out of our day today to talk <laughs> about team building. Um, this is shameless plug time. So if there's anything that you'd like to talk about personally or professionally, this is your platform. Oh, Lordy. Uh, if you have a new pop song that you're really interested in, send it my way so that I can have late night dance parties with my three-year-olds. You have a Twitter handle or anything <laughs> like that you want to put out there for the folks that are listening? I don't. All right. Well, you can send them to... Just email them. The, I don't know. Snail mail. Send them to Old at school. BTG Federal hashtag podcast. Pop songs for Sharice. All right. Thanks a lot, folks, for being with us here on Candidly, a Blackstone Federal podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Patrick Elder, and with me, as always, on the ones and twos is Nick Hansen. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Pat. (laughs) All views and opinions expressed by program participants on Candidly, a Blackstone Federal podcast, are their own and do not reflect the views and opinions of Blackstone Federal, its parent company and affiliates, partners or customers. Candidly. A Blackstone Federal podcast is written, directed, and produced by Nick and Patrick with music by Matt Will and support and inspiration from their talented Blackstone Federal family members and listeners like you.